0: Hello and welcome to My Soul Delights with Eileen O'Driscoll and Joyce and Joy. My Soul Delights is a program of faith in which we explore various faith topics and also include some intermittent short reflective features for your own quiet time and prayer. In My Soul Delights we are exploring the beauty of our Christian faith and the way in which God's love reaches out to each one of us In a deep and personal way, to restore our hearts and to renew this world. In this episode of My Soul Delights, we are going to share with you some thoughts on the Holy Spirit. We can call on the Holy Spirit at any stage throughout our day. We can ask him to direct us, to guide us and enlighten us. And of course we can ask him to pour out all his gifts and fruits upon us in our lives. But just before we begin this episode we invite you to join us in prayer and I will share with you a short reflection In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen Amen Our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven
1: Give us this day our daily bread Pray for us.
0: Saint Joseph.
1: Pray for us.
0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So this reflection is called Adoring the Trinity in Your Soul. Adoration and love of the Most Holy Trinity take place first within our souls. Deep within each one of us god offers an invitation to adore him it is there within the soul that the divine mercy of god is encountered it is there that we begin to learn what mercy is all about spend time pondering the indwelling of the most holy trinity god is there living within your own soul seek him Love him and adore his divine presence. Most Holy Trinity, I love you and adore you as you live within my soul. May I seek you more deeply and come to love you with all my heart. Amen. So just to start off our episode on the Holy Spirit, I'm going to pass over to Jai.
1: Thank you, Eileen. And uh, thanks to all our listeners your prayers and support. As uh, Eileen's reflection highlighted here about the Holy Trinity, the Most Holy Trinity, the one and true God. And uh, today we would like to reflect about the Holy Spirit. And I have a book here called The Devotion to the Holy Spirit. In this, we are going to see who is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the third person of the Blessed Trinity, the person of divine Love. He is called a spirit because he proceeds from the Father and the Son. The Father and the Son love one another with an infinite love and this love is a person. The person of the Holy Spirit who is the bond of union, the source of happiness of the Father and the Son. From eternity to eternity, the Father loves the Son and the Son loves the Father. They rejoice in this divine love in the person of the Holy Spirit. So how is this applicable to us then? So the Holy Spirit is not just for the Holy Trinity, but it's also for us, the children of God. How? As the sun gives light and warmth to all the inhabitants of the earth, so the Holy Spirit gives grace and light to all men. So this is the abundance. It shows the generosity of God, that the love that they enjoy between Son and Father, they give that gift through the Holy Spirit or through the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit. We too can participate in that love and we too can participate and share the joy of the Holy Trinity. Like our Blessed Mother did in the Incarnation, she received the greatest gift, that is Jesus himself. So we'll see how when we become collaborators with the Holy Spirit, like Our Lady, when we collaborate with the Holy Spirit, what happens and how we can fulfill the words of Jesus and how we can help the kingdom of God here on earth. Uh, We'll see that more in detail in this episode. Over to you, Eileen.
0: Thank you very much, Joy, for sharing that lovely reflection. And as you were sharing there about the Holy Spirit and the presence of divine love, And the warmth of the Holy Spirit and that analogy of the sun shining, which is a beautiful analogy. Uh, It just reminds me, you know, that the Holy Spirit is, you know, almost like the boost button on a heating system. Uh, He gives us that added and um, extra warmth, zeal, love. And he also is there, you know, dwelling within our soul. He's there to affirm us, to encourage us in our mission and that which God has entrusted to us. And he's there to enlighten us as well, especially if there is any confusion, whether that's personally, in our own personal life or even in a societal level, that uh, the Holy Spirit is always there to bring us clarity. Where the Holy Spirit is, he will bring clarity. Clarity, he will bring peace and he will guide us always towards what is right and what is true and what is good. So the Holy Spirit is very powerful and a lovely companion to have with us every day. And so we can call on him at any stage throughout your day, you know, as a friend. And um, uh, just on that note of divine love as well, uh, there's a beautiful quote in the Bible from 1 John 4.18. And it says that perfect love casts out all fear. And in a sense, that's what divine love is, divine love coming from God, divine love coming from the Trinity and the indwelling of the Trinity in our soul. Uh, That's what we experience. That's what many of the saints recalled, uh, that experience of divine love indwelling in their soul. And this is the kind of perfect love that casts out all fear. So there where the Holy Spirit is present, he will animate this and ignite that divine love uh, within our soul as well. When we have that, uh, there is nothing to be afraid of. This uh, echoes the words of St. Paul in his letter to the Romans, where he said, "'Nothing, therefore, can come between us and the love of Christ, even if we are troubled or worried.'" Not anything created can come between us and the love of God made visible in Christ. And just again on that note of um, being not afraid and also being affirmed in our mission, in our purpose um, as well. uh, Pope Benedict XVI said, Be afraid neither of the world nor of the future nor of your weakness. The Lord has allowed you to live in this moment of history so that by your faith, his name will continue to resound throughout the world. So the Holy Spirit helps us in that. He casts out all fear. He fills us with divine love and he can give us clarity for our mission and calling in life as well. So um, I'll pass back to you again, Joy.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. Some very inspiring quotes. and. Uh... Reflection there, Eileen. Thank you. And even in this book, there is a small reflection which ties in with your reflections and quotes there. Uh, To the Holy Spirit are especially attributed the works of the Blessed Trinity, in which love excels. That is to say, the operation of grace and the infusion of spiritual gifts, which lead to the sanctification of souls. For this reason, He is called the Divine Sanctifier the Giver of Life, the Spirit of Charity. So we see then uh, all those works, uh, corporal works done by the Church and the spiritual works. They all, they all carry that uh, Spirit of Charity, primarily driven by the Holy Spirit. And it's a gift from the Holy Spirit that we receive. And we see how the works of the Holy Spirit then next. Uh, we reflect on the beauty, order and harmony of nature. In the history of creation, we are told that the Spirit of God hovered above the waters and that God looked with pleasure upon His work of creation. This work was good because it was accomplished in the love and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And because the Holy Spirit poured Himself forth upon the whole creation, there is nothing which more eloquently proclaims the existence of an all-wise and all-powerful Creator Than the marvelous beauty and harmony which is shown forth in the whole realm of nature, from the tiniest insect to the gigantic system of stars and planets which form the universe. And all this marvelous beauty and order is the work of the Triune God through the special operation of the Holy Spirit. And today it's the same thing that we desire, we pray, and we long for that operation of the Holy Spirit to take place within our hearts uh, because when Holy Spirit comes and begins his operation something massive will happen so we go back to the account of creation we see a masterpiece the most beautiful masterpiece was created Holy Spirit was there and then we go all through the history we see that whenever Holy Spirit came people were empowered people were enabled Uh, People came out of fear and they moved forward to evangelize. And then we see when the Holy Spirit started its operation, when our Blessed Mother said, yes, something big happened, the massive thing, Jesus came. And then when Holy Spirit started its operation, we call it Pentecost. Apostles came out of the room, forgot all about their fear and moved forward. And also reflection and episode highlights about the love. Uh, aspect also with God and Holy Spirit and us. So Ducat highlights this nicely. Love has a name. The God of creation is revealed as the God of redemption, as the God who is faithful to himself and faithful to his love for man and the world, which he revealed on the day of creation. His is a love that does not draw back before anything that justice requires in him. Therefore, For our sake, God made him the Son, the second person of the Most Holy Trinity, to be sin who knew no sin. If he made to be sin him who was without any sin, whatever, it was to reveal the love that is always greater than the whole of creation, the love that is he himself, since God is love. Above all, love is greater than sin, than weakness, than futility of creation. It is stronger than death. It is a love always ready to raise up and forgive, always ready to go to meet the prodigal son, always looking for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God who are called to the glory that is to be revealed. This revelation of love is also described as mercy. And in man's history, this revelation of love and mercy has taken a form and a name, that of Jesus Christ. And that's why we celebrate the Incarnation. And in every moment of evangelism, we celebrate this, remember this, and thank God for sending His only Son, and thank our Blessed Mother for her, in, her intercession, and for taking that step, you know, saying yes for God's plan. And this is basically from Pope St. John Paul II's encyclical, encyclical Redemptor, Hominis, 1979. So there is a lot there which ties in, about how the operation of the Holy Spirit takes place, what happens when the Holy Spirit comes, and then ultimately it brings that love of God in our midst, and that love has a name, that is Jesus. Over to you, Eileen.
0: Great. Thank you very much, Joy. And as you were sharing about the lovely quote about the Holy Spirit, you know, in the beginning, as it describes in Genesis, uh, how he hovered over the waters, um, I always thought that was a very beautiful image before the earth, you know, still took its form. That the the Holy Spirit hovered over the water is there present. Uh, the whole the whole Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, um, and that you know all that God has to do is speak and something happened, and the Holy Spirit was there present in that activity, so that. Anything the Holy Spirit does, that he has a creative power, he will only ever be involved in creating what is good. And so that is with the human person, Uh, you know, that beautiful description that God uh, breathed his breath, his life into the human soul. Uh, That life coming from the Holy Spirit, who is the animator and the life giver of the human soul. So therefore, he is always uh, creatively and powerfully acting within the human person. But of course, we have to invite him and uh, to welcome him and uh, call on him, pray to him as well. Uh, So we can be assured then that in that silent moment, uh, you know, before all of creation awoke, in that silence of our hearts, when we pray to the Holy Spirit, when we are in a time of waiting, for whatever reason, uh, that it's still a productive time Any time that we pray and make that prayer to the Holy Spirit, that he's still acting, even if we can't see it ourselves. And maybe sometimes that's hard to see because of our culture. We live in quite an instantaneous culture and we're used to getting immediate answers. You know, we can very easily Google something and get the answer straight away. And, uh, you know, everything is quite instant responses, but with the holy spirit and in the spiritual life we are sometimes in times of waiting um, but yet that's very powerful waiting with the holy spirit resting in his love and uh, just letting him act as well and to guide us forward in the way that we should um, is very powerful as well and that just reminds me of a quote uh, from matthew's gospel uh, you know about the holy spirit he brings us clarity even in our time of waiting And this lovely quote from Matthew 10, 26 says, Do not be afraid, for everything that is now covered will be uncovered, and everything now hidden will be made clear. So that's just a quote from there. But also even the faintest call that we make to the Holy Spirit, just any time, a gentle prayer to him. Uh, Once he gets that beckoning and that opening, he will come. And uh, St. Faustina also said this, uh, she said, even if we at least listen a little, she says, once we open ourselves to the influence of the Holy Spirit, he himself will fulfill what is lacking in us. And she also said the same about a soul that is alert and sensitive to God, even simple and humbly, that even the littlest of souls who follows the faintest breath of the Holy Spirit it rejoices in the spiritual guest and holds on to him like a child to his mother. Where other souls come to a standstill, this soul passes on without fear or difficulty. And so the Holy Spirit um, helps us to do that. And we have beautiful images for the Holy Spirit, you know, to kind of help us imagine his different attributes um, in the Bible, like the image of a dove, fire, breath of God, wind. Um, But all of these are only a fraction of what he truly is and how powerful he really is. Um, So they're just some thoughts from my side. So
1: I'll pass back to you, Joy. It's a lot to ponder there. No, an episode is not enough. So beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing those. And uh, St. Gregory highlights, our hearts are the altars of God. Where he desires that the fires of divine love should be always burning. Therefore, the Eternal Father, not satisfied with having given us His Son, Jesus Christ, to save us by His death and resurrection, would also give us the Holy Spirit, that He might dwell in our souls and keep them constantly on fire with His divine love. So, just emphasizes the need for the Holy Spirit and how it's a generous gift from God the Father he gave us a son, Jesus Christ, and then he gave us the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. Again, to renew our baptismal promises, we receive the Holy Communion. And again and again, this process takes place. We receive Jesus and we receive the Holy Spirit. Uh, and St. John Vianney highlighted nicely as well. The St. John Vianney, the cure of fires, was accustomed to say, Without the Holy Spirit, all is cold." Therefore, when we feel we are losing our fervor, we must instantly start a novena to the Holy Spirit to ask for faith and love and to rekindle those. But how to prepare for the Holy Spirit? How to prepare for the coming of the Holy Spirit? That's another key information we would like to share this uh, in this episode. To obtain the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we should first of all excite in our hearts an ardent desire for the Holy Spirit and his gifts by considering the great graces which he dispenses, especially his burning charity and heavenly consolations. Our Divine Savior repeatedly promised the Apostles the Holy Spirit as a comforter, counselor, and teacher. Secondly, we should, according to the example of the Apostles before Pentecost, pray most fervently for the Holy Spirit. Prayer is the golden key to the treasure chamber of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we should make novenas to the Holy Spirit often during the year. That's uh, some thoughts there. Over oh, to you, Eileen.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Joy. They're beautiful quotes and um, very true. There's a lovely richness in those words. And um, I suppose especially just recognizing how close the Holy Spirit is to us. And as you shared there, that quote on prayer being the key uh, as well, you know, that that reminds us every day just to call on him, to talk to him like our friend and to invite him into everything that we're doing. Um, I would just like to share one final quote uh, from my side. And uh, I suppose the Holy Spirit helps us to spread God's love throughout all nations. It's the activity of the Holy Spirit everywhere. Igniting little embers, little sparks that eventually go from one to the other. And in that way, the Holy Spirit sets everything ablaze. And I suppose, just on that note, Mother Teresa or St. Teresa of Calcutta has a lovely quote that kind of emphasizes that how the love of God can be set across the world, like, you know, like the power of electricity, power lines going across the world uh, to all nations. And she says, Often you can see current lines running along the street. Unless current is flowing through them, there is no light. The power line is you and I. The current is God. We have the power to allow the current to flow through us and thus generate the light of the world. Jesus. Over to you, Joy.
1: Beautiful, beautiful piece there. I have a small piece here to finish from my side, uh, which was written by Saint Gregory the Great for the Feast of Pentecost. As God has given to the body of man two important parts, the head and the heart, that they may be the organs of the principal faculties, the understanding and the will. So the same God has given to the mystical body, which is the Catholic Church, two very important things, Christ as its head and the Holy Spirit as its heart. Through the one, we learn the eternal truth. Through the other, we learn to love and practice it. The Holy Spirit descended from the heights of heaven to distribute the immense treasures which our Savior merited through His bitter passion and death. He crowns the work of redemption and illuminates the world by the beams of truth and love. The Holy Spirit came down in the form of a dove of flames. He came in the form of a dove because by his gentleness and mildness, he desires to give us tranquility of heart. In the form of flames to symbolize the zeal for justice which he imparts, and as fiery tongues to enkindle men that they may speak words of burning love. On the Feast of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and consecrated the apostles as spiritual temples and sanctified them so that everything displeasing to God was consumed. We too have been consecrated by the Holy Spirit as temples of the Most High in the laver, baptismal water, of spiritual regeneration. In holy baptism we have been purified from original sin and by receiving sanctifying grace we have been adorned with the robe of honor and justification. From being sinners we became just and from being enemies of God we were made his friends, his children, and hairs of heavenly glory. That's to conclude.
0: Lovely. Thank you, Joy. And uh, just as supposed to uh, sum up this episode on the Holy Spirit, and we would like to share with you a prayer to the Holy Spirit, and we just pray for his outpouring of blessings, love and gifts and fruits in our lives. We do hope that you enjoyed this episode of My Soul Delights. So just to finish, come, Holy Spirit, and fill my heart with your gifts. Let my love be true and my charity be generous. Help me in all my needs and grant me knowledge to do what is right. Advise me in my doubts, strengthen me in my weakness, protect me when I am tempted, and console me when I am afraid. Graciously hear me, O Holy Spirit. And pour your light into my heart, mind and soul. Help me to live a holy life and grow in goodness and peace. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And thank you for listening to this episode of My Soul Delights.
1: God bless you.